0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Climb, the StarCraft Two podcast focused on the Below Masters Blue Collar Leagues. I am your host, Will, aka Lord Cranial. Hello, my name is Dan. I go by Captain
1: Hoppa. Each episode, we will dive into the ups and downs of the Diamond Ladder experience while searching for the secrets to get good.
0: Yeah, we're just two normal players on the ladder trying to get better as time goes on and we hope you enjoy the discussion tonight tonight's topic will be on
1: focus starcraft is an incredibly complex game where you can do basically whatever you want but what should we focus on to get to the next league should we focus on taking engagements focus on macro focus on annoying our opponent many many possibilities here but before we dive into that i have a question for you will how's the ladder going
0: it's going pretty well. I'm uh, it, there. There's a there's a kind of a lot to unpack, honestly. But overall, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm I, I feel like I'm doing pretty well. You know, as you know, I've been trying to get back into laddering more, and you know, getting back into the habit of streaming, getting back into the habit of uh, you know, trying to play daily. But even with that, there's still some lingering ladder anxiety. I'm not sure what it's coming from. I'm not sure what the deal is with that, but I mean, we're down, like I, I, there, I've i gotten to a point where I can only play like five, maybe six games a day before I just like, I have to get up and like take a break and go off and do something else. Well,
1: Hey, that's good. I'm glad to hear you're, uh, you're getting in the swing of things. I think, I think that's, that's always nice too. When like you actually have the ability to be somewhat consistent, like it really changes how the game feels, you know, like, like how you are prepared for situations or prepared for, uh, adversity or, you know, whatever mysteries may, uh, may arise. Um, but that's good. I'm glad to hear you're getting into it. And, uh, it sounds like it's, uh, it's going pretty well, I guess.
0: Yeah. So I, I have also been streaming or not streaming, but playing ladder a little bit off stream because it, it takes a little bit of the anxiety, like kind of off my chest. And, uh, recently and this actually happened on stream i should preface but i hit my recent mmr max Uh, for those of you who don't know a few years back i think it's probably like four years back by this point maybe anyways they made uh blizzard made some changes to how the mmr is calculated so everybody kind of took a dip in their uh mmr after that change my peak mmr was i think a little over 3.7k and monday night we actually went over that only for only for one game bear in mind it was only for one game but we actually went to like 3.75 and i was just like holy shit and i was getting really excited because i was thinking like maybe this is maybe this is the year we're gonna hit diamond one and maybe even like go on to masters three if we're really lucky yeah no, that's great. That's great. I mean, you know,
1: even if it's for one game, you're still you're still getting your hand up on that on that ledge, on that doorframe, you know, like uh that's that's great and uh congrats. I I know that's always it's always exciting cuz sometimes sometimes you just you just keep playing and you you really like you can't tell sometimes when when you're just playing and playing and playing and you're like am I even better than I was like 5 months ago? Like I don't even know. Um and it, but hey, that's that's great. Uh, i'm happy for you we'll 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 work on holding on to it later but just getting it is is something so that's great man
0: yeah it's super exciting and i mean like the night that i got it too it was like this weird feeling i felt like i was playing well but i was also seeing like a lot of the mistakes that i was making i was very cognizant of all of those mistakes but we we basically crushed like three people in a row and i was just like oh my god like this is amazing and then, like after we hit that peak, I hit like a like a three point nine k Terran who just like beat the crap out of me. And I was just like, oh, okay, yep,
1: yeah. It's, it's the reality check. The reality check player that just comes in and ruins your day. Uh, I I I relate to that feeling quite a bit, uh, <laughs> especially when you're like, oh, I'm on fire, I'm crushing people tonight, and then you just like you literally get outplayed in like every way imaginable, and you're like yeah yeah that's
0: uh that's his MMR that's what he has (laughs) well the funny thing was is that I came into that game feeling really cocky uh it was a TVT and recently I've been insanely good at TVT like I I think currently I'm at like an 80% win rate in TVT uh so I can't I went into that game and I was just like yeah this is this is not isn't going to be a sweat I'm not not worried about it at all and the dude like immediately contained me and just beat me to death i was just like oh okay yeah yeah that's uh
1: uh, that that'll happen i mean uh i know i know like for me personally too it's like anytime i face a Terran who's higher in mmr it's so punishing and it just it feels like it's completely out of my control (laughs) you know like like i can't create opportunities the way i can versus lesser Terrans, but it's progress, and I'm proud of you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm super excited about it.
1: Did you have anything, like, matchup-specific that you're working on or, or focusing on? See that tie-in? Do you like it?
0: It was pretty good. Nothing super specific right now. Well, I guess something that I have been doing in all the matchups is just trying to verbalize all of my scouting information, at least when I'm streaming, and then try to give, like, an educated guess based on what I see. It's actually been helping me out a lot because now that I'm saying these things out loud, it's a little bit easier to process like what might be going on. Like if, if I go into a Zerg base and I see that they're still mining gas and they haven't taken a third yet at, after 330, I'm just like, okay, so we know this is going to be either a roach timing or a muted timing. And you like usually whenever I'm whenever I'm playing, that stuff doesn't really sink in if I'm just like staying quiet and just trying to go with whatever I need to do. But now it's just like i I have that kind of mental prep now that i've said it out loud it's just like okay yeah so this is what i need to do to get ready for it you bring up this topic and
1: like as soon as you brought it up i'm like yeah i i could talk a lot about this too because uh maybe this is a a streaming episode one that we talk about but like verbalizing all of your thoughts within the game i i think it's really powerful because it, it really does like i don't know it gives me it gives me a certain amount of confidence in the game state even though I'm I'm literally talking to myself, you know, like, <laughs> or I'm saying just random things like, oh, I don't know what this is, or like, oh, I wonder if he has a third CC. Like, it's stuff like that that I say out loud, like, all the time. Like, I only have control over it, but I do notice that, like, there are times when it definitely uh, can be helpful, and also just keep me, like, like focused, like, beat to beat, you know, even if it's like, oh, I I missed a scout, and I really needed that, or like, <laughs> we're like man i'm really in the dark you know like uh i i totally get that
0: so hey that's good um <laughs> i'm glad it's working yeah i also want to mention it's hard to do like you know you, you see some of the pro streamers you know they're they're sitting there and they're just like okay yeah so he's taking a third base so i know that i can get away with this and then i have to keep in mind this and it's just like whenever i try to do this, it, it's just like uh that's okay uh that's the thing let me do this real quick uh and then like go silent for another 10 minutes it's just like i'm trying like i'm trying to focus but at the same time like i want to verbalize all of those things and like be entertaining and everything yeah it's it's it's
1: definitely weird and then it's also like i also feel like i've gotten to a point where i just i say it without even realizing i'm say it but i think that's also just like regular like streaming streamer brain kind of taking over and <laughs> but I do, it does connect to my gameplay and I think it's beneficial, a question mark, I don't know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, maybe (laughs) there's a lot to unpack there, I think. And uh, I also think like M. Canning is like the perfect balance of that. And uh, I think he's, he's said this before, like when he's like doing like WCS, you know, competing uh, as a pro player or whatever, like he'll still say stuff like, oh, that's unfortunate or, you know, stuff like that. And like, I just think that's that's hilarious. And that's, that's also what I do when I'm tryharding. Like, (laughs) I still don't have control over it to that, to that degree. But it's just funny, man. It's just crazy. Uh,
0: Another thing that I've been working on just a little bit is I've been kind of continuing the, uh, like, just trying to focus more on macro than anything else. Like, just try and make sure that I'm like constantly producing units. So that I have a second army if I lose the first one. Just, you know, just kind of like the generic macro cycle and stuff. Um, so, sorry. Uh, when you
1: say macro, do you just mean uh, like I, I know it's like what's what's the thing that's that's throwing you off the most, right? Like as a macro problem, would you say?
0: Well, for starters, it's we're we're back to nasty supply blocks. Honestly, usually, like whenever I watch my replays and stuff, like I'll realize that you know there there's like just there's little things that. Will throw me off. Uh, So, for example, like if I'm trying to micro across the map, like I'll just, I'll forget to, you know, build units. Uh, Every once in a while, like I forget to make another round of supply depots. Sometimes, and I've also noticed that I'm a bit scatterbrained with my macro cycle. Like I just kind of press buttons and have stuff happen. So, I've been trying to get into like kind of a more consistent uh, thought process. It's just like, okay, we're going to do SUVs, mules. Uh, upgrades, supply depots, unit production, uh, structure production, and then we can do other stuff and then just kind of try to repeat that ad nauseum. And it's actually, I've got, it's gotten to a point where I'm realizing it's harder. It's, well, like having a structured macro cycle is harder than it looks just because there's a lot of stuff going on in a StarCraft game. Like, sometimes you have to drop the macro cycle just to, you know, control units and make sure that you're not going to immediately die. But at the same time, you still have to be continuing your macro or otherwise you're going to die. So it's, I don't know, it's just, it's just something I've been trying to focus on more and more recently.
1: Yeah. Well, I think, I think organization has, has a lot to do with that and also um, th- this is also a Zerg thing, but like Zerg's macro cycle, I think is, is very punishing in a way where if you like skip one step, it it really just it, it, it adds up in a way that that really, uh, uh, really messes with you. So I, I definitely relate to that. And it's definitely something that like, I've had to work on multiple times where like, I think I have a good macro cycle. And then I just start doing other things. And then I don't have a macro cycle at all anymore. And you know you start to slump in in a lot of different ways and then i'm just like oh yeah that thing i was working on i need to always like work on it <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> um and and even as you say that now i'm like man i should probably do that too like because <laughs> because part of it too for zerg is like i think in the early game you have less of a macro cycle because you're just constantly trying to spend every larva as soon as you get it but then like in the mid game I think I have the space to do that, but like I haven't focused on that in a long time. But yeah, the organization just it just makes everything like like thorough and uh, well accounted for. So you know, I'm glad that sounds like it's working pretty well for you.
0: Yeah, I, I would say I'm definitely getting some results from that. Just to just to go back to something you said real quick, I as someone who does occasionally play Zerg, I find the Zerg macro cycle to be really difficult because there have definitely been times where i'm just like okay well i am supply blocked i have two thousand minerals and i don't have a single larva to spend on
1: (laughs) yeah well and it's one of those things too where like if like you screw it up like you miss your injects that means you have like nine larvae, and you make 18 lings and then you're supply blocked and then you have to wait for your larva like it, it it really can like it can crash and burn really fast if if you're just not like anchored you know and uh that's the challenge that's the challenge i certainly am guilty of it and tunnel visioning and not injecting for a minute and a half uh you know it's that's uh, it's how it goes sometimes
0: yeah i, w- I will say that Terran tends to be at least in my opinion it tends to be the least punishing with your macro cycle like it, it does take longer to build a supply depot but you can use a supply drop even though you know at the highest levels that's basically a death sentence but, like, you don't have to look at your production structures almost ever. I mean, yeah, you just... A lot of Terrans even just, like, rally across the map. Like, never look... Almost never look at their base again other than, to like, transfer some workers or something. But, uh, yeah. uh, Just one other thing that I've been working on a little bit as well is just, like, positioning. And I think I talked about this during the last podcast episode, but just making sure that all of my units are, like, properly set up. Like, if I'm playing with widow mines, I'm like sending small forces ahead to, you know, like harass and then pull back behind the mines, spread everything out, just stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that's good. And sounds like it's going pretty well.
0: Oh, there's nothing more satisfying than like watching banelings roll in and take out like one Marine. Yeah. Sometimes like when I watch like Terran streams too, is that like,
1: I know what the Zerg is thinking sometimes, you know, just, just cause I can tell how, how they're moving their army. And like, there, there's so many times where like you can tell the Zerg is like, oh, this is a good fight. I'm going to go for it. And then they go for it. But then there's like four more tanks like just beyond <laughs> and they just obliterate things. And then like, you know, 18 more Marines just step forward to like take the place. And it's just like, well, I don't think that was as good of a fight as I thought it was. And
0: uh, yeah, that's the power. It's the power of being ready. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, like, on top of that, like, I've been building behind it, too. So, <laughs> good luck dealing with the second army if you've managed to clean this one up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's, this, again,
1: this is something I usually only experience through, like, watching Terran streams. But, like, you're watching these, like, fights happen, and you're watching Banelings explode, and then, like, stuff dies or whatever. And then the camera goes back to their natural, and there's, like, a whole army there. And I'm like, wow, that's that's magic. Like, it's, it's <laughs> like, oh, I guess they're fine. Like you know, like it's just uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 cool. It's cool when it's when it's working. Uh, even though I don't play Terran,
0: I can definitely uh, appreciate the beauty in that. I mean, it's actually speaking of that, uh, that's actually an issue I've been having in TVZ recently. Uh, I've been trying to go for like the Hero Marine style parade push sometimes, and it's just like, oh, I have this Zerk dead to rights. I'm just gonna go for it. And instead of like having the second army at home, I just start rallying across the map and just like trying to send as many units as possible and damn it if diamond zergs aren't smart enough to just like throw every single unit into an open door while my entire army is across the map yeah it's uh it's a a game of balance you know
1: (laughs) um so i don't know if you had any any uh highlights lowlights you
0: wanted to get into uh yeah we could do it real quick i'll uh yeah, we'll do the low light first. It was a TVP on 2K. Uh, I got cannon rushed. Uh, and I made one of the most crucial mistakes that you can make as a cannon, like defending a cannon rush. And that's attacking a pylon. Is <laughs> I was like, in my mind, I was just thinking like, like this guy can't do anything else. That cannon's way off from finishing. I'll just take out the pylon and be done with it. I was just lazy. I was just being lazy about it. And, like, I, I was even spiteful about it, too, because I threw down my natural command center, like, right in front of him, just like, what are you going to do about it? Uh, what he did about it was the cannon finishes faster than I thought it would. <laughs> so the pylon is, like, you know, one like one-fourth health, and the cannon has started firing. Uh, granted, I did, you know, eventually clean it up. Like, I was fine. So I, I decided, like, all right, well, our timing is going to be significantly delayed now because i threw a lot of weight to deal with this so we'll just we'll walk up and potentially kill them what opponent did was rush straight to carrier and this is something that i've seen on shu yi stream before and it's wildly annoying to deal with if you don't like nip it in the bud immediately so like at that point i was just kind of dejected i'm like i this is this game's over I, <laughs> there's nothing i'm gonna be able to do about this Eventually, like, I I managed to defend for a little while, but eventually I just got overwhelmed by carriers, like, moving in between bases and, you know, doing what carriers do best and zone everything out. Well, that's unfortunate. I mean, I I don't know
1: exactly how, like, Cannon Rush plays out versus Terran, but I know that I think you're correct to assume that, like, you got it. (laughs) You know, like, I would do that if I played Terran. I'd be like, oh, look at this guy. He's trying his best um but hey sometimes sometimes it just doesn't work out and i've made this mistake too where just like i'm defending a cannon rush and i don't click on the building i need to click on and i just assume it's a pylon and it's a cannon or or vice versa you know like i'm just in the zone trying to like patrol my drones and then it's like oh i didn't i didn't click on any of these (laughs) this is this is a now this is a much bigger problem than it should have been but Uh, yeah I honestly like so much of a cannon rush is like getting getting that adrenaline going in your opponent and just making them clench and even if they know how to do it you can always as a cannon rusher find a way to to get something done I think just just from the sheer amount of
0: shock and awe you know yeah as somebody who does occasionally cannon rush as protoss it's uh you, yeah, you can just really throw your opponents off if they don't have a very crisp defense versus cannon rush. It's just like... Sometimes all you have to do is throw down a pylon, and it's just like, oh, no. <laughs> yes, it's very jarring, you know? Uh, For my highlight, it was another TVP on uh, uh, Pride of Alteris. This Protoss decided to do a two-gate aggression. Uh, Not proxied. But it was still, like, on his side of the map. So... He comes he comes across with a like a slow zealot and a couple of stalkers and we're trying to trying to defend it we're trying to get into tanks to push it away and you know we're not we're not super successful i would say uh opponent was being really good about like positioning their stalkers and making sure that like they're not just dying to tank fire but eventually i'm like pushing them out and I kind of start to reestablish myself. I'm trying to set up a defense. Like at this point, I kind of realize, like I just like I have to. I just have to survive. Like that's that's my goal right now. It's just like I have to live. Uh, wouldn't you know it? Opponent then went for uh, charge lot void ray. And I, if I remember correctly, the first charge lot void ray push it was slow zealots. Which for those of you who don't know, uh, regular zealots suck. They're not good. They are not good until you get charged. Anyways, you, you know, there's this, is like, massive... I'm talking, like, a massive push of Zealots and Void Rays. And, you know, I, I'm in kind of, like, panic mode right now because it's just, like, I have to defend another wave. Uh, So, like, I'm, I'm, like, trying to micro, like, crazy, make sure that stuff isn't, like, dying unnecessarily, pulling, like, Zealots and uh, Void Rays back into Widow Mines at this point uh and you know opponent starts typing just like zero micro units like you don't do anything with them and i'm just like all right now we have to beat this guy uh so eventually we managed to push it back especially you know if you walk into like if you just walk into a widow minefield like expect trouble because i'm gonna like the moment i see a bunch of void rays pop i'm pushing so we, we we managed to survive uh i take my third base and, like, I have really good bat vision at this point. Like, I every time he moves out, I see it. And uh, I also know that he doesn't have a third base. I think I, like, I poked around a little bit with uh, my Raven and a couple of Marines just to make sure there were, like, no corner bases or any kind of shenanigans like that. I see another, like, massive charge-lot Void Ray push coming in. Also, just just a quick preface. Charge finished as he was hitting my base. And I think this was at, like, the 10-minute mark. But uh, I, I see it coming and I like I set everything up like I I have like widow mines to cover the path coming in and like I have all of my bio kind of standing behind it. And he comes in with like this massive like charge up void rate thing. And I did like the coolest thing I think I've done uh, like in months and like I pulled all of my bio into the into the uh, mineral line and uh, hold position all of my SCVs so that the zealots just can't get to him so they're like sitting there derping around and my bio is actually getting some rather significant damage done. And he loses the, or he loses at least most of the army. I, I think I've managed to clean up at the third base, but at this point, like I had managed to save enough stuff. That I was just like, all right, we're going to go across the map and kill this guy. At this point, uh, opponent had managed to get themselves a third base and like, you know, it was like halfway done or something like that. So we like push into it. We kill that and, you know, we get some more BM and the opponent leaves nice nicely done i feel like i watched this game did i watch this game <laughs> oh you know what i think i actually i think this is a replay that i asked you to oh, do oh
1: you sent it to me that's
0: oh yeah i remember i that. forgot about it's all that coming back. <laughs>
1: no because you were i was like this sounds familiar and then you said the bm and i was like this definitely sounds familiar (laughs) and then you said the hold position i was like i'm pretty sure i saw this game i just don't remember when. yeah yeah you you sent it you sent it, and i watched it on stream (laughs) yeah man that was, was great great job the 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 mineral line hold is super cool like and again it's also one of those things where like feels good it feels good to pull off a style move like that you know and just like uh, just have it work so effectively too because like sometimes you don't know sometimes you do that and like you're already dead you know like like it really doesn't matter but but there are times where you do it and like it just uh it crushes man so uh, fantastic good stuff. Oh this is the one thing I wanted to say too is I understand what it's like to take damage to someone who forgot charge <laughs> <laughs> look I'm very resistant to being tilted but I almost lost it because i lost to a void ray slow zealot all in (laughs) mainly mainly because i over droned but i was also just like i can tell by looking at the zealots that they're slow right like and i'm just like i can't believe this is happening i'm watching these zealots slowly walk into my natural and i have no units and i'm dead like it, it was it was one of the most disheartening experiences i've ever had in the game but uh yeah it happens and um
0: you know, if you have enough of them, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I was about to say. I mean, they are still a massive health pool, and like, if they have enough of them, they can they can be dangerous. But it's you know, so, sometimes <laughs> it doesn't it, feel, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> if if sometimes it feels it like it, it does feel really bad. Like if you're losing to slow zealots, that, that that almost feels like a disrespect at that point. It's like please at least remember charge. Let me let. Let me die with some honor, please. Yes, well, uh, everyone makes mistakes, even your opponents who are killing you. <laughs> yeah, but that's really all I had for my ladder session stuff. Dan, I'm gonna turn the question over to you. How has the ladder been for you?
1: Oh, it's alright. I mean I don't know, man. I've been I've been challenged. Like like in a good way. I don't remember if I said this last week or not, but like I don't know. I, I feel like I'm changing things in my zvt like i'm not doing the roach opener anymore i mean i'm doing it <laughs> all right it's not i'm doing it when i need the confidence boost um but i'm not doing it as my default i'm doing it like 90 percent less than i did previously in zvt and i used to do that pretty much every zvt so i'm relearning certain things about you know just scout timings and the the tempo things that can happen in zvt but I also feel like I'm I'm still playing pretty well. And I'm still uh, playing the way I want to. Which is like 1-1 Roach all the time. And just kind of going for it. And it's fun. But it's also like. There are challenges that are. Be- because I'm so used to in a way. Playing the 1-1 Roach from a lead. Even if it's not a huge lead. I'm playing from a lot of control. You know so uh it, it's different because in a way i'm giving up that control in the early game just to be more economic um and it it has a very different feel to it and i'm learning different things uh and sometimes it's not going great and sometimes i'm still feel like i can i can crush people like just with supply and just uh by like by like being as greedy as possible before i make a single roach like Like, if I can hold with, like, four queens and, like, 18 lings and, like, never make any roaches at all, and then all of a sudden just jump up to 170 supply, that's the dream. Um, And I've been able to pull that off a couple times, you know, depending on the the Terran. But um, it's fun. Uh, the, the, The session I had, the two most recent ladder sessions I had were, like, like, some of them were I was just straight up losing, and some of them were, like, like heartbreaker kind of games you know where it's like if if this one fight just went slightly better we could have been in a position to to close this out or like my opponent uh did i put this in my highlight a little i don't remember um but like there was yeah, yeah this is a low light so it's a it's a teaser but uh my opponent had some incredible saves on command centers that like I made the choice to commit to killing it because I knew I had to, right? But I commit to it, I lose my army, and he saves the CC, and I'm just like, I needed one of those things to be. I needed the CC to be dead, or I needed my army to be alive. I can't have the the double bad outcome because it's just I, it's untenable, you know. Like it's it's not gonna work. Um. So you know, I've I've had some of those, and uh, you know, it, it's 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 good because again i still feel like i'm playing at a pretty decent level like uh you know just macro wise and uh scouting wise and um even if i'm just like dying to terrence i'm at least like scouting their main base before i die to them you know like it's stuff like that where i still feel like it's it's progress but i i also am very like i feel very tested by like the 4k ish terrence who just like my shenanigans don't work as well versus them they're just a little bit faster and a little bit more aware and like the certain like the cc snipes like that's <laughs> it's it's kind of a cheeky play but like i get away with it a lot <laughs> you know like like if they lose track of my army and i just walk up to a third base i can kill it in like less than like four seconds <laughs> you know like with biles and with like a couple auto attacks that thing is dead and if they don't lift it immediately i, I get i get a huge pickoff. Um, and it's just it's just a little bit less effective, but that little bit is is certainly enough to to mean the difference
0: in some of these games. is is, is how I feel. Yeah, as somebody who's had their command center sniped by you, it's just a moment of just like, shit, really. <laughs> yeah, the the DPS is is ludicrous. <laughs> oh yeah, it it's it's pretty funny, honestly. Um, so I mean, it, it's a it's always a good thing to be challenged. It's, that's how we grow as players and. That's the only way to really get better is to, you know, challenge yourself to fight, you know, people who are, who should technically be better than you. So I do have one question with, with some of the uh, struggles with TVT or ZVT. what primarily do you think is the issue? Are you taking bad engagements? Are your timings not as crisp as they should be? Uh, is it like a positional thing? Um,
1: It's it's hard to say so like uh, i'll just go into my low light because it's a zvt that i think relates relates to this um but i i still open pool first because i love pool first it's i think it's i think it's great and i love to be annoying and i also can never die i mean not never i rarely die to like a proxy racks or like any sort of shenanigans like that like i just i'm prepared and like it's not that bad Uh, so i love that i'm probably gonna stay opening pool first uh forever because i just enjoy it and it's like it's fine so you know i'm still doing that and you know i'm still like scouting my opponent pretty heavily with those lings and and you know just getting a peek at the wall you know seeing what's going on um so basically in this game i scouted this guy and uh I could already tell from the four links that he was gonna be super marine heavy you know it's like reactor first double marine to start and like like no reaper scout and it's just like okay like this is we're doing something um and you know he he did a pretty committed opener with uh, a lot of marines very early and uh i was ready like i knew he was doing this i kept checking the marine count i kept checking. Uh, You know, what I could see or what he allowed me to see. And uh, I was super ready when he showed up, when he walked across. But then I was, like, I was too ready at a certain point. Like, there was probably one production wave that i made, like, eight more roaches that, like, I just just didn't need them. Like, he'd already—this was on glittering, so, like, he kind of, like, pokes his head up the ramp. He sees that I have enough, and then he just leaves and never, like— and I'm like, no, 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 come, <laughs> come in. Like, <laughs> I want you to fight me and lose all your Marines. Like, like, I really wanted that. But like, yeah, no, it's a, it's a good call to just leave. Like, oh, he made enough units to see you. Um, so I, I end up, I'm even, but then I'm a little bit more behind because I continue to make, uh, <laughs> I continue to make roaches because also there's a part of me too that like, uh, I've been burned before, where you think you have enough, and then one stim later, everything's dead, and you lose the game. So uh, I was a little anxious and uh, nervous of that. But when I looked at the replay, I'm like, yeah, this this last round of production should have been drones. Uh, and, and the amount of damage I did to myself, just being somewhat afraid that he was going to two-base me, uh, really, really hurt me. And uh, it, it bums me out too, because it's one of these decisions where it's like, I was correct for the most part. Like I was half correct, but I was also half wrong in how I did it. So the end result is I'm still behind, you know, like my third base, my third base mineral income was like atrocious and it took me forever to get that drone count back up. And I still was able, like, I took like a, like a decent fight at the third base. But again, it's one of those things where it's like, if I made drones earlier, this this fight that didn't go my way at the third definitely could have gone my way you know but like it i still make the attack because i i have to and this was one where like yeah he he saved it he did a really good job saving saving the cc and like i'm trying to get like those last like six miles off because it's like burning and it's floating and i'm like anticipating it and he's like juking it while like still getting his scvs to like repair like it's the whole thing i like honestly he did a, he did a really good job with it uh but the the consequences i lost my entire army because i chose to stand and fight which honestly i think is the right call <laughs> you know like i think it's the right call to stay there and really try to get that damage and uh it didn't work out unfortunately and, and you know the game. The game's relatively over after this point. I feel like I think we make a couple of nice positional plays. I think I kill a a, a fourth base planetary, or I and then I almost kill the like other third <laughs> that that I think he saved. He had two incredible saves, my opponent. So like, I, I just got to tip my cap because he he knew what I was doing, and uh, he was definitely prepared. And uh, yeah, it, it's just one of these things where I think my decision making was correct, but it's just the things that happened earlier and maybe the individual execution of the fight just it just didn't didn't work out so it's like i don't want to say it's completely unlucky because it's like i did it but it's also like it's unfortunate on a certain level as well and that's starcraft man sometimes you're half correct
0: and it still means you're gonna lose (laughs) you know yeah absolutely it it sounds it kind of sounds like a one of the three racks builds that's been getting really popular in TVZ. And I, I don't blame me for over making roaches. Cause those, those builds tend to have some extreme lethality to them where they can just like end games immediately. Oh yeah. I, I, I feel like it's, it's definitely a good experience to like see that coming. And then how do I want to phrase this? Like, I, I feel like it's probably a beneficial mistake because you know, next time it happens, you'll realize like, you know i i can probably drone here and who knows maybe maybe the mistake would be to drone there yeah i mean the, the other thing too
1: is that like sometimes you don't know how yolo your opponent is gonna be and for every terran who like goes up to a ramp sees and immediately leaves like i killed like three marines and i'm like fight me please i'm 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 begging you i'm begging you to fight me right now like I, that's all i want um but no he's not gonna give it to me uh but for every terran who does that there's another terran who like will like blindly stem up that ramp and just like try to get into like the nastiest position imaginable first before deciding whether or not to fight and like you you don't know if if you're you know completely blind to your to your opponent right and uh that that's also why sometimes you're just gonna play it safe and that that was kind of the wrong call but i do think i will be prepared for the next time that happens because like i i feel like i understand that build a little bit better uh and again sometimes that that high marine count at the beginning is is like you you don't exactly know how they're going to use it right and and, uh i think that's also just it's an information
0: thing and and just knowing you know yeah absolutely uh do you want to go ahead and hop into your highlight uh sure so
1: this was a weird game that i played versus brad oh lord And we had some, I mean, we always have incredible games in ZVT, uh, like just really, really dramatic and weird and scrappy ones sometimes, but the way this game started, this was like the third game we played or something, and my early game was atrocious. I haven't had such a bad early game in a long time, and... (laughs) I'm not using this as an excuse, but it is what happened is I was talking to my chat like very engagedly and I just like forgot like my 21 overlord and like uh you know, I forgot a third queen, I forgot link speed late and overmind gas like uh you know, one thing leading to the next and um I was so frustrated. He killed two creep tumors at the front of my natural two two with the reaper and and like (laughs) when when i can't even get a creep tumor down and i'm like supply blocked and without link speed and like i think i had to like remake links so like it's already such a mess i was so i was so angry i basically decided to rage all in him so like i got I, i just got a fast layer i was like we're just going to get a roach speed and we're just going to go. Like, I don't even get me out of this game. <laughs> get me out of this game. I don't want it anymore. The fact that I lost two creep tumors and like couldn't even start pushing down until until way later. Like, I was like, we're done. We're doing it. Um, so that's what I did. I got roach speed. I made like 15, 15 18 roaches. I don't remember. Uh, and then I just made a bunch of lings. And it's one of these all-ins where uh, I had a full expectation to be like, all right, well, if he has two tanks, uh, I'm just gonna GG out and leave. Like, <laughs> like there's no point to, to continue to do this because I'm cutting my drones so dramatically and um, making so many, so many roaches that like, if there's any amount of tanks, I'm dead. And we're not even gonna play it out. I knew this. I knew this as I was halfway across the map. But it's one of these pushes where like I, I caught him just, just at the right moment, you know, with roach lings and you know the hellions are like pinned on the wall and like it. it it, it's one of those attacks where it went tremendously well for me. Way more than I could have expected. And, you know, he's pulling the boys. He's he's uh, he's doing a lot of SCV fancy micro. And um, we're, we're killing a lot. I don't think I kill a base. I kill, you know, I kill like eight depots, right? Because like he's starting to get that low ground wall. I kill all the depots behind. Uh, we clean up the entire natural. I kill a lot of hellions. Like the damage is incredible. And uh, I still couldn't believe it worked as well as it did. And the the whole rest of the game is kind of a blur because it's one of those games where both players really have no idea like what the other player has. Cause like I know I killed like at least twenty SCVs, right? Plus the bio, plus the uh plus whatever else was out in front, plus a million depots, but he has 3cc and mules and i have a questionable amount of drones like he doesn't know when i started droning and honestly i think i started droning a little too late because i was i was going yolo on the on the links like i was just like let's 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 end it so like we we ended up just playing this really weird scrappy like slugfest after and honestly i it just it just went back and forth with positional stuff and and moving around and um i i think i eventually lost but it was uh it was quite a game and, and uh, very, very interesting game. And I'm happy with how I played it despite such a terrible start. And, and we, we made, (laughs) we made lemonade, we made lemonade out of a bad situation. And, uh, I'm, I'm really glad I could pull that off. Cause again, it's, it's also one of those builds where it's like, I know it's a build, (laughs) you know, but like, I don't do it. Like, I don't practice this, this like roach speed, Early aggression, you know. I just, I'm like, I hope this times out with the Hellions, <laughs> you know. Like, i just, I just went with it, and it, it actually, it worked out really, really incredibly. So, I was pretty happy about that.
0: Yeah, it's always neat when those, uh w- when some of those decisions where you're just kind of like, screw it, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going all in at this point, and you know, it works out. It's, it's always really cool. I, like, I've had a couple of instances like that where it's just like, I'm so done with what this Protoss is doing i'm pulling the boys we're going for it and then like actually pull out a victory and just like i didn't think that would work i was just trying to quit the game yeah i just wanted to leave this game as soon as i could and uh i guess not (laughs) (laughs) actually how long was that game
1: uh i don't know i think it went 15 15 18 minutes or something like that but but again i was chatting with him afterwards too like he came into my stream too so you know he, he had nice things to say and I also, I was mad about him because of the game previous he made BCs versus me, which like he's never done before, and like you, you can you can find the clip, but like I I just kept I was like Brad, you dirty dog, because I was. The, the hilarious thing about this whole situation, too, is the whole time I was talking about Brad to, like, my chat, I was like, oh, yeah, Brad's a very honorable guy. Brad always goes 3cc bio. Like, Brad Brad always gets 1-1 and 2-2. Like, he's he's very, you know, he would never do any of these weird things versus me. And then, like, the BC warps into my base. And I'm like, Brad, how could you? <laughs> we played we've played so many games together. And he's never done this to me. And I was <laughs> just like... Well, this is happening. You know, like I am still you know, he's still my friend. But uh, I was just I was surprised. And I also I was I was hyping him up as a very standard player.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I've been two you, Brad's been BCing you. What's next? Is you going to uh take on the mantle of the Mech Terran and just like drag you into a forty five minute long game
1: now? Yeah, well, it's uh it's
0: definitely on the table
1: and uh know i mean it's good like i I appreciate the variety but it's also like i had i had put brad in a box as a type of player as a type of Terran, and he shattered that in one game he shattered that image of him but it's good i mean it'll force me to scout and stuff like it'll force me to make less assumptions because i do i do catch myself making a lot of assumptions especially if it's players i know like i I definitely am guilty of that um but yeah it was just it was just pretty funny
0: (laughs) Do you have any other uh, thoughts on your recent ladder experience? Um, No, not really. I mean,
1: ZVZ is like, it's okay. <laughs> ZVP, same thing. It's okay. Like, sometimes I Queen Walk and win, and sometimes I Queen Walk and lose. Like, <laughs> that's,
0: uh, that's it's business as usual, honestly. I mean, the Queen Walk is still the popular thing to do to Protosses right now. It's a 12-pull into Queen Walk. Oh, I mean it's a really strong
1: it's a really strong build. Like it's very strong. And and even the ProRoss has a lot of things to deal with it. Like I have a lot of things to do during that attack, but they also have a lot of things to do as far as like positioning and cannons and batteries and movement and all that. And I think I'm really good at that engagement and I think I can just I I I crush sometimes doing that build. And uh yeah,
0: it happens a lot. <laughs> yeah during that uh that one tvp on 2k i was just, uh, there part of me was just thinking like i wish i could queen walk you i wish i could queen walk you and just end this whole this whole fucking charade
1: <laughs> oh yeah 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 good times yeah
0: i guess with that we can go ahead and hop into the topic of tonight so guys tonight we're going to be talking a little bit about uh what you should be focusing on during practice during your games during like, even beforehand, what should you be thinking about? I mean, StarCraft is a very complex and complicated game. There are times when you, uh, you know, you should be, or you, you feel like you're doing really well on the other side of the map. You're microing your units, you're, you know, you're doing all these nasty splits. Uh, only to have that army cleaned up, you go home and realize you hadn't been macroing all that well. Uh, there are also times where you're just, like, trying to set up for the late game. You're getting, like, all of your tech, you're making a massive army just to watch that army just kind of get wrecked by a bunch of splash damage that you're not splitting against i mean if you're you know playing against a friend or a practice partner like what should you be thinking about what should you be focusing on so i mean with that we're going to talk about that just a little bit tonight uh captain hapa if you'd like to lead us off here
1: yeah so when you first mentioned this topic my immediate my immediate knee-jerk reaction was like well like, don't stream. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was my first thing, because I was like, if there's one thing that's, like, constantly destroying my focus, it's the fact that I'm reading a chat. But, like, uh, yeah, okay, disregarding that, you know, like, I think it's, uh, th- there's a lot to unpack. And, like, there's a lot of ways I think we could talk about this, like, as, as a topic as well. But it, it's, I don't know, the, the more experience I get, the harder time I have, like, answering this question. Because there's so many different factors and different variables involved, and so you know, as I was kind of thinking about this, it, it I do think it changes a lot as you develop as a player and as certain things become automatic. But it's it's just it's hard to put it into words sometimes, right? And the thing I would say is that like I think you still need to like always be on the macro focus, like like an eighty percent macro and like 20 percent everything else because it's also one of these things where like macro is like the like foundation of everything else and, and you know again i i hate the like oh just macro like you'll win <laughs> like i hate i hate that advice because it's just not it's not engaged and it's not like helpful in any way but but it is the core of like everything in starcraft right is is how much shit can you make right and so i always 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 think that that needs to be the important focus right granted there are situations where you'll find yourself in situations where you really do need to focus on like how you evacuate your drones or like how you react to certain attacks or harass like because that's that's also very important and it's the macro is still matter Like, if I'm taking an engagement in ZVT with, like, Ling Bane, right? Like, how I take that engagement is really important, right? How I set that up with the Banes, with the Lings, um, with, you know, where the creep is, where the tanks are. Like, all of that is really important. But if I don't have enough Lings to deal with it, like, I don't have enough Larva to get there, that engagement stuff honestly doesn't matter at all, right? Because I haven't done the initial work of getting enough to, to handle that. So I think it's always a challenge too, especially when you're like growing as a player on how to get that. And yeah, I mean I, I don't know. I don't know if I, if what I'm saying is making sense or not, but
0: no, I, I totally get what you're what you're saying. I, I would like to add a uh maybe a small caveat to the eighty twenty rule. Cause that that's something that I've struggled with a little bit in Diamond League. You know, I, I could have really good Macro, but a lot of the time I would wind up focusing on that a little bit too hard. And I would, you know, I would A move like a bio force into something I shouldn't be, you know, A moving against. Just like, you know, I'll take a nasty disruptor hit, or I would just get creamed by banelings or walk into a siege tank line or stuff like that. I, I feel like there could be a little bit more focus put into micro because I've part of it is like if you're going to be a macro player, I feel like this is something that you've been like this is something you've been practicing a decent amount up to this point. So maybe it is time to kind of like focus on some of the more, some of the more minute details. That being said, I've been watching a lot of winter's angry coach and he's still like to all the diamond players. He's just like, you need to be Mac- You, you should really be macroing going better. So uh, it, it's, it's, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Like, it, it even depends game to game sometimes. Like, if you're getting all in, you better start microing your little heart out or you're going to lose all of your units and you're going to die. But you also need to be thinking about doing at least a, a decent amount of macro too. It's, um, I mean, it's like you said, it's a really broad topic that we could take in a bunch of different ways. But I guess if I had to leave people with one thing, it's just like, yeah, you, you do, you pr- should probably focus a little bit on macro, at least a little bit. Yeah, well,
1: I, here's here's the thing that that I reflect on that that's kind of like my experience, especially when I was lower league in like gold and plat, is I I was completely oblivious to what my opponent was doing, completely, hundred percent. Like, who knows if the first ov even got to the right position or not? Like, I think it did, but I I didn't even need it at that at that level, honestly. Like, I like completely ignored my opponent. My entire goal was to max out. Max out Roach Hydra, that's it. There's no other plan. Like, we'll get 1-1, sure, whatever. Like, (laughs) you know, that's that's bonus. But it's one of these things where, like, at that level, because, like, I was just focused on making things, I would have players who would do, like, weird aggressive plays versus me whether it's a one base or like a one and a half base or like a made up freestyle build or whatever, it doesn't really matter what it was, but like they would just come across the map and I would have like eight safety roaches because that's what the build says to to do is to have like eight roaches just for safety. And like I would win the game from those eight roaches and I'd be like, oh, I I won. <laughs> you know, Like like, and again, like I had no idea what they were doing, but I was just in a position with my resources and my, you know base count or whatever to just be like oh this is fine i guess we just keep making lings and we win and uh it, that that was my experience so like for me uh that's definitely how i feel like in those leagues i think having that like you can get away with so many things in, in those um levels just because the, the execution from your opponent is not going to be there and you know as I've gotten there. I think this is... Look, of course the Terran's going to say you need a micro more than the Zerg. Like, I, I get it. I get your I get your stance on that. I get it, all right? And I respect it. Um, for me, it, it's... The biggest thing for me that, that is a struggle for focus is the decision of drones or units, which is like the... <laughs> drones or units is like the, the entire question you have to ask yourself every 10 seconds when you're playing Zerg. And that to me is like such an awareness skill and such a like game state skill. It's really hard and you can die <laughs> uh, from doing too much or too little either way. And a- any good Zerg will be able to ride the line between greed and over-defending, right? And it's, it's one of these things that's, that's such a challenge. The, the other thing I'll say is that I think this is the most classic diamond thing is we have a semblance of a build order and then we also will like tunnel vision for a minute and a half at a time right and and by tunnel vision i mean like you're just looking at your fight <laughs> you're you're completely focused on the fight or whatever or the harass or who knows it doesn't matter and then the build just ceases to exist right and and it's something that i really struggle with because you know when we're talking about focus i am i have to focus on making sure i'm doing at least two things at once right like i have to make sure i'm doing my attack while uh replenishing my army at home simultaneously because if i don't do one it's it's still bad for me versus a diamond opponent right um and yeah it's it's
0: a challenge and i think it's also very very diamond (laughs) i mean i yeah i definitely understand that uh that's it's definitely an issue that I ran across a lot when I was like starting to get into Diamond Three. It's just like you know, it's like you know, a a two medevac a two medevac drop could potentially kill somebody, you know, in uh, low platinum league, but uh, it's not going to kill somebody who is in Diamond League, or you know, sometimes it does. Most of the time, it does not. So now you have to think like. Oh, so maybe I should be making army during this uh like during this drop. Maybe before I move that drop, I need to queue up some additional SCVs or maybe I should make a couple of supply depots to make sure that I'm not going to get supply blocked. Like yeah, that I mean learning that kind of stuff when you start to get higher up is definitely advantageous or even like knowing it before or like having it beforehand before you even get into like the upper leagues is an incredible boon to have. And it, it honestly, it, like it's even something that I'm focusing on now. Like I'm focusing on, you know, having a decent macro cycle so that, you know, if I like, if I mess up with some of my harass, I still have something I can fall back on. Uh, You know, if my harass gets fantastic damage, then that's great. Then my follow-up push is probably going to be even more devastating. But if I don't have that, macro cycle to back me up then i'm going you know as soon as i lose those units i'm in trouble like just immediately and so i I, it, it is a good thing to to definitely focus on a lot of those macro mechanics as you're coming up through the leagues and it's something that you're just going to be working on probably forever i'm pretty sure forever like even when i watch masters uh masters players stream like they they even have like little bits of macro mistakes or like they focus on trying to you know take fights and you know not being able to macro out of it and then you know lose the game later on yeah
1: i mean yeah i, I totally agree with that too where it's like yeah i'm telling like everybody to focus on macro but it's also like that never stops <laughs> you know like that so it's always a work in progress and like you know even if you're watching like the top end pros they're gonna be like yeah they're gonna float eight larva for like eight seconds right as opposed to me floating it for like 35 seconds they'll float it for eight seconds which is a lot in pro gamer time you know like uh and they would say this is a big mistake from me you know like if they're verbalizing it they would definitely (laughs) say that um but it you know it's just uh it's it's such a challenge and uh it's I don't know. I this th- I think the reason I phrased it the way I did is because sometimes I see people who are in the lower leagues where they're they're making these judgment calls about game states or about unit comps that that really are meaningless because it's like at 12 minutes in the game. <laughs> you know, like uh and I I always I always talk about this too where it's like the early game is like exponentially important for how the rest of the game goes. And it's like I think this is a classic Twitch chat thing where someone comes in and they're like, I don't know how to beat MassBC. Like, this seems incredibly broken. And it's like, okay, well like, it's probably within the first five minutes that this went wrong, you know? Like, uh, because to me it's always like, why should I worry about fixing something that, that happened in a game that honestly probably was already lost like six minutes ago where instead we can put our focus on the earlier events and be like, how do we just have a better, a better running start in this game, right? And that's how I always have have approached it for myself, especially too, where it's just like, yeah, it's it's not the it's not the carriers, man. It's the it's the thirty six supply block for a minute and a half, you know, at minute three oh five, you know, like it, it's and it, it it spirals, you know, and, and uh, it's something that even even now as a you know a diamond leaguer, I still am like. Yeah, this was cool, except for the supply block that happened four minutes ago, which made this attack way less good. You know, because um, because I'm always like, this is also like I'm a root of the problem kind of guy. You know, like I'm a let's let's trace the origins and really go back because I think that's that's such an important thing in StarCraft and and, and watching the game play out because I've definitely. I'm sure you've had people in your chat too, where it's like, I can't believe this guy got away with this, and it'll, you look at the replay and it's like, well, let's just try to get like our command center down on time, you know, like, and it's it sounds silly, but it's it's important. It's important because it's within the first two minutes of the game, you know, and uh, I can I can reflect on previous focus goals that I had as a player who is developing. Like, there was a time in my development where every game I had to be like. Hatch, gas, pool. All right, we did it. <laughs> you know, like, like that was an accomplishment because doing that like on time and like correctly and like hotkeying my hatcheries, uh, you know, getting ling speed at hundred gas. It's stuff that like I literally do it like with the same intensity of breathing. I mean, I still screw it up if I forget what matchup it is, but like, like I don't have to think about it. But there was a time where I spent many games just focusing on just getting my hatch down at the right time, you know, getting my spawning pool at 200 minerals, you know, and, and it's basic stuff. But but even that stuff just is incredibly powerful and uh, just continues to be valuable as you go. Like as you, you know, you focus on the first three minutes, then you can focus on the first five minutes, then you can start, you know, working on different things. But, but I always think about building it from the start right
0: yeah I, I absolutely agree and that's something that i even i focused on whenever i was you know climbing through the ranks and it's, it's still something i kind of focus on you know even today if i hit a 46 apply block i'm just like oh i guess i'm gonna i'm gonna pay for that in a few minutes aren't i but yeah like those those first five minutes are extremely important because it t- like it ties into basically everything that's going to follow every single thing Um, like if you hit a supply block, your timing is going to be late or you're going to hit with less stuff than you should. If you don't have proper, you know, worker saturation, you're going to have less money going into the later stages of the game. And I mean, even if it is like small amounts, it's, uh, like it it adds up later on because, you know, if you have less minerals, then you can make less production structures quickly. And then again, you go back to your timing being off. You're going to have less units. Your upgrades are going to be late. You know, your next base is going to be late. It's like, it's insane how important those first few minutes are. And honestly, that should be a focus for everybody trying to climb through the ranks. Like if you're in gold league and you can start like, if you're a gold Terran, we'll just say gold Terran for simplicity. If you can, you know, get to your first star ports at a reasonable time, or get your third base at a reasonable time like I, I don't even care if you're making like like what kind of build that you're doing as long as you can get some of those basic things at a very reasonable time you're just gonna start crushing people because their build orders are not nearly as refined as yours is yeah I mean just like just focus on like the first five minutes one uh practice technique that i've that I was taught is uh grab like a pro players replay or like watch a video of them doing the build and then try to like hit the same benchmarks that they do like you know if his, if you're watching Lambo try to get you know like your third hatch at the same time that he does granted it's difficult it's really difficult to match a pro player's timing it's like he, he's probably going to be 5 seconds faster than you regardless of what you do you can split your workers and all that you know stuff all you want but like the closer you can get to that timing, the better off you will be, and the more prepared you will be for what your opponent's going to do later on. Yeah, it's it's definitely.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to nitpick, but like I, I have to because I play Zerg. Uh, the the one thing about following Lambo that is like y- your mileage may vary is that like the way Zerg works is that if you try too hard to follow Lambo's build, you're gonna do the same build, but you're gonna do it with like eight less drones. <laughs> because like the way, the way the spending works, like pig talks about this. I've heard him talk about this in coaching where it's like people like, Oh, Roach Warren three thirty, And it's like, well, three forty five is fine. You know, like, (laughs) because like, you're, you're just like accepting that like, there's a certain, there's like a wider margin of it. But anyways, I don't, (laughs) sorry. I I just wanted to put that up, but, um, I, (laughs) I do agree builds builds are important but be careful because lambo is like it's just it's different (laughs) but terran and protoss for builds for terran and protoss is definitely like yeah you can have that stuff down by the book you know like yeah the scv count will probably still be a little maybe not as maybe not as clean but like I, i do think there there is a little bit more like build order focus for protoss and terran just because you're not held back by larva but yeah i mean it's it's always good to like know your timings even if you know when they're late i think for zergs i tell zergs to look at drone count more than anything because drone count is what tells you where you are and tells you like if you've done things correctly you know like like going off of a drone count because because again i do this in streams too where like i, I want to learn a build that i see someone doing and i'm like how many drones you got how many drones you got in there <laughs> Cause that's, that's the one. Cause then I can translate that into whatever my timings are because I just know how many drones to get. And, and this is, this is the thing too, is that like, sometimes the focus can be something really silly and really easy. uh, Even if it's just getting your hatchery down on time or getting your third base at a reasonable time. Um, And, and I think the, the lower you set the bar, the easier it is to like stack them in a certain way, because like, a, if you're just focusing on one thing, it's going to be easy to get it. And you'll probably get repetitions of doing it correctly. And then you'll feel comfortable enough to be like, okay, we get the third down on time. Can we add the 30 Overlord and the third Queen? You know, because these are things that happen all at once. And I I remember I spent, I must have spent weeks working on those three things in pretty much every matchup. I mean, mostly ZBT, but like pretty much every matchup, right? Third Queen, 30 Overlord. Third base, right? And it also happens during the Reaper. So like but the whole time I'm looking at this dumb Reaper dance around my base, I'm just thinking about these other things. And again, it's still like putting these focus goals in like that, it just really it adds up incredibly. Um, and the other thing I'll say is that whenever I come back from a break, I know that my first stream back is the let's not get thirty-six supply blocked stream. Like because like it goes away it goes away if i don't think about it like it's very fleeting fleeting in a way and uh i will revisit the 36 block and lately what i've been doing is my supply block check or my supply block focus just keeps getting pushed further and further back like it's good because i can dodge the 36 and i can dodge the 44 and now i hit 106 and 130 (laughs) uh and you know and i had a couple games the other day where it's like yes we dodged that 106 block so well and then we run face first into 130 and it's like all right well that's the next one i guess
0: (laughs) I, i i've been having the same issue recently um like whenever i go on break it's 46 then 70 and then either 100 or 125 it's sometimes it fluctuates between those two numbers but Every single time I come back, it's just like, I'm going to hit that 46 supply block first game every single time without fail. So it's just like, all right, I got to make sure to put, you know, my, my third depot down on time. Cool. Now we're at 70 supply block. It's like, all right, well, progress is progress, I guess. And, and it's, it's really, it's really
1: incredible how, how much you can kind of learn just like, 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 it's, it's kind of amazing how how much I can trust my internal clock at this point, because even if I'm not staring at the timer, like I look at the timer for reference, but I don't I don't put necessarily put buildings down in reference to it, but like, I, I have a feeling, you know, it's a little ambiguous and it's not 100% reliable, but it's there. And it's really just from repetition and from thinking about these things uh, and, and kind of getting it there. The other thing I wanted to say is that um, it, it really helps to look for trends in your gameplay, right? And, and that's where like the replay, replay analysis really comes in because uh you know for the same example that i was using is that like oh why am i getting 36 supply blocked every game right and it's like oh it's because the reaper is annoying okay well how do we how do we do this well we yell at ourselves to make one at 30 regardless of where the reaper is or regardless of how many lings have died like it doesn't even matter just make it and like you know finding these trends i think really helps because if you don't know that it's a mistake you're making every game, you will not be equipped to fix it or to find a solution for it. And again, the earlier the mistake, probably the more important it is for you to recognize that it's happening more than once. Because again, like some games are crazy and you're going to just run into wild, wild stuff and you're going to run into completely different game states and errors that like you might not make these errors because the game's so weird at this moment but for like the standard ones if you're in a standard game with regular ish openers you still need to know that like this is a recurring problem because it makes fixing it a lot easier and once you fix it you fix it for every game if it's one you make enough you know uh, and I just think it's it's good bang for your buck to to recognize these trends
0: and to kind of put your focus to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just going back to the uh, the uh, your thought process with uh, making mistakes where you were saying, you know like I got 36 supply block because of the Reaper. I like I do something similar when it comes to timing attacks. Um, usually, what I do is I like I'll go into like an empty customer like against an easy AI. I'll just be like, okay, I'm gonna hit my bet timing at seven thirty. I, you know, I go through it and I see what time I hit, and it, if I see like, you know, eight minutes, it's it's like, okay, well, we're gonna go back into the replay and we're gonna start looking for some of the mistakes. And you so I kinda I almost kinda do it backwards, I guess. Like, you know, I'll like I'll I'll kind of scroll back a little bit, scroll back a little bit, scroll back a little bit, and then notice like, oh, my focus has been on these Hellions for like way too long, and they're not actually doing anything right now. So maybe we need to like patch that up. So you know, the next time, you know, we're it's a slightly shorter time. So it's just like, okay, well, let's go a little bit further back and see what's happening there. And it, it'll be like another little thing, just like, oh, well, I wasn't producing off of the factory this time. You know, let's make sure that, that production is still going, and you know, just kind of doing it like bit by bit. It's like it, it's so much easier to break some of this stuff up into just smaller chunks like especially with like your build order don't it, it's kind of hard to do it by, based on supply or like exact timing sometimes it's easier just to have like these chunks that you memorize and you know you you eventually get like kind of this innate feeling like uh Dan was talking about where you, like you you don't know the exact time but you have a feeling of when that time should be and you 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 know you kind of instinctively line it up yeah
1: um i remember i remember i did this back in the day too where when I was doing replay analysis, I would just there would be certain things that I would just write down the time I got it every time, like like my layer, and, and like it's not like I was shooting. Well, actually, no, that's not true. I was trying to get my layer down at a certain time, but but for every replay I analyzed, I would just be like, "What time does the layer start?" Just just so I like know whether it was a hit or a miss, and, and just so it, it's streamlined in a way, and and, and even if it's late. I at least, like, know that it's late due to a certain circumstance, right? Or it's like, yeah, like, there are a bunch of Marines walking my way, so I forgot it, or something like that. Um, I don't know if Terran has an equivalent for this, but I think it's a really helpful focus thing for Zergs that that I heard Pig and, you know, others talk about. But basically, you just move your your camera to the corner, and you just hit units, and you just look at your larva, Right. And you look at how many larvae are on the map for you. And anytime it goes above like five or six, you you can go back and be like, why? <laughs> like, why are there six larvae here? Because, you know, if it gets to that high, you're not making larvae and you're at, you're like killing larvae fundamentally, right? Like you're killing larvae that you're not spending. And it's like, oh, the reason I'm floating larvae here is because I am uh, supply blocked, Right uh that's a problem and that caused my larva to get here and then that also weakens my next round of larva because i didn't spend the larva i had um and and it's a really helpful thing and for me that helped me realize like the why to what to like why my macro was bad or you know insufficient because sometimes it's hard to tell and sometimes it's just like oh you're just kind of running around or whatever but but doing it in that way to where you just isolate like one thing it really helped me understand the early game and like what throws me off in the early game right and sometimes there's no reason (laughs) sometimes oh i i like lost my first overlord and supply block myself or like sometimes it's like yeah the hellions were dancing around a lot and i i couldn't i couldn't do both or something and um i just think it's really like helpful information for that
0: yeah so there actually is kind of a terran analog usually you're just you're looking at all of your production structures and command centers and just seeing if they're producing at all and it you know if they're like if you if you select all the buildings and you see that there's not that there's not a white dot in every single one of them or two if you know if you have a reactor you have to figure out why you're not building like i've i've done that before and it's been stupid stuff like i've I, like, I wasn't producing Marines one time because I queued too many SCVs. I was just like, why am I building... Like, why are there three SCVs in the queue right now? <laughs> and, you know, granted, like you were saying, sometimes you can't... You, like, you you can't be perfect. You you can try and get as close as you can to being perfect, but we're not pros. Well, and, you
1: know, there's, there's always, like, a contextual element to it. I, I mean, especially... In- in the games that i play now where it's like yeah of course i'm not spending larva or like <laughs> yeah there's a battle cruiser in my main base like <laughs> you know like a, i'm i'm moving i'm panicking you know and uh, there's a certain amount of leeway i do give myself in certain situations but then there's also like y- you also have to kind of make a decision to where it's like yeah i don't have a good excuse for this like <laughs> like nothing's happening i remember this from like a like a winter angry coach thing where like he just does the bit where like he just zooms in on the factory and like doesn't move the camera and he's like, someday we'll make a someday we'll make a tank from here and like l- like literal minutes can pass without with inactivity, right? And like I, I think that's also just a-, a classic StarCraft thing where like it feels like so much is happening, but you also have an idle building in your main base for over two minutes, right? And like it's it's hard, man. Like I <laughs> I don't know, it's
0: it's always hard. <laughs> Between Angry Coach and Harstam's Iotis, it terrifies me to see myself not producing out of a structure when I need to be. It's like it's become an innate fear. If I'm watching replays and I see my factory like not producing tanks, I'm like, "Oh, that's why." Okay, yep. Oh, the thing I want to say about Angry Coach is that it just it highlights like how absurd
1: it is to play the game of Starcraft sometimes because it's like. I, I am very familiar with how, like, stressful and chaotic a game of StarCraft can be, right? But it's also hilarious when you realize that, like, things can just sit there, <laughs> you know? And um, highlighting that kind of, like, absurdity of it is is actually really enlightening in a way. Because it, it, sometimes it's hard to know, like, what actually is making pros, like, better than you. You know, like, it's hard to... To really understand that until you have someone like point out that (laughs) that your building has not done a single thing since it's been made you know like sometimes you need that illustration like it definitely helped me uh especially like like the classic like platinum zerg thing that winter would meme on is like Oh, we could be getting a Roach Warren and double upgrades, but instead we're making thirty-six lings for no reason, <laughs> you know. Like, and I'm like, oh yeah, making lings. I understand why making too many lings is really bad on like every level, like for economy and for army. Like, I like it made sense. It clicked uh, because it was
0: illustrated in such a in such a way, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I do want to switch gears here just a little bit, and I want to talk about what you should be focusing on when you're practicing with a partner. It's something that's, you know, significantly different from ladder and the benchmarks have a tendency to be a little bit different. Um, you know, with ladder, you're usually a little bit more on edge and you can see any, like any sort of thing that basically any build under the sun, you'll probably see it on ladder. You've, you know, you see like protosses skip straight to Stargate uh, you know, Zerg's two base Muta or something like that. It, it's, it's a bunch of weird stuff, but with a practice partner, you have an opportunity to, uh, how do I want to put this? It, it's a, it's a constant, it's a known for the most parts. Like, like even whenever like Dan and, my, and myself practice, like I, I have a couple of builds that I can do versus him, but he has an idea of what I can and can't do. So I I do want to talk a little bit about what you should be focusing on if you are practicing with a practice partner. And I mean, on top of some of the basic stuff that we've talked about already, like, you know, some of your benchmarks for, or some of your like early benchmarks, like making sure you don't get supply blocked, making sure you have the correct number of workers, that stuff still applies, but you can also get, I feel like you can get a little bit more into the details with a practice partner.
1: Yeah, well, I think the thing you're kind of getting at is that, like, the the nice thing about playing customs, with especially if it's someone you know, like, you know how they play, at least in a general sense, um, it allows you to eliminate variables in the game, right? And it allows you to, like, make certain assumptions. Again, you know, you your mileage may vary, and, and there have been times where I've, like, told my practice partner to just be like, yeah, just do a bunch of wild shit. I need a scout. <laughs> you know, like, and that's, that's a very specific focus, but it's also very helpful, right? Because I'm like... Well, I know that my opponent is capable of these things, but I also know that they could charge a lot all in me. And like sometimes I have focused on that unknown, you know, and like I've encouraged them to like, yeah, be weird and mysterious. Like it's 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 incredibly good to to have that. But I think most of the time I I have a general idea on how they're going to play and um it allows me to focus on more me things and less what the hell is this crazy person going to do to me? Which is like 90% a ladder, I feel like, you know, like, let's see what this guy's got up his sleeve. Like, you don't know, you know, you have no idea. You can guess from the name, but, you know, <laughs> who knows? Um, and, and I think it, it's, I definitely feel like the, the quality of practice is is so much increased um, when it's custom games. And, and just even for the fact that, like, you get multiple tries, <laughs> you know? And I know I've done this in custom game sessions where uh, I get demolished the first game because my early game is terrible and or like I forgot how to position my overlords. And um, some of the most satisfying practice is like I get demolished the, the first game, but then I just like, oh, yeah, let's get our queens, let's get our overlords and let's not get 44 blocked. And then I, I i literally just focus on those three things and and my start is exponentially better and i crush you know like and uh i love that ability um to first of all understand that to know that that's the problem and to be able to just it, it's relatively easy adjustments you know like i mean they're easy because they're adjustments i've made in the past but uh it it feels incredible to to just have that kind of focus and to execute in a certain way and um yeah it's just great to to have (laughs) to have repetitions you know
0: yeah absolutely and i mean you can also I, i think you touched on this a little bit but you can also just ask your practice partner to just you know do one build over and over and over and over again to you know Practice your response to it. Practice scouting it, and figuring out what exactly it is your opponent is doing. And this isn't always the case, but I mean, like, usually the people that I practice with, uh, they tend to play. They they tend to like study the builds that they do. You know, it, it's not they usually don't do anything too off the wall. Uh, you know, granted, we're all a lot of the people I practice with are still diamond players, so granted, there are mistakes made. Like maybe they're mining too much gas and stuff like that, but it at least gives me a better idea of like what can I be scouting to figure out what you know my opponent's doing, what would be the proper response to this versus this, and uh, that repetition definitely helps kind of uh, cement these things in my mind at least. Um, There's also there's also a point where you can practice different states of the game, like I've like. In particular with Helium Bunny, like I like we've gone into the late game and just like done these massive like carrier disruptor fights versus, you know, ghost liberator just to so that I can learn the positioning and the type of unit control that it takes to actually engage that kind of stuff. And like when I first started out, uh, Helium Bunny was way better at me in the late game and i would just get crushed over and over and over but as we kept playing we kept practicing and i kept focusing on some of those late game engagements so eventually i was starting to like you know every once in a while like get a win and it it's been extremely helpful for me on ladder now just because if you know my opponent goes carrier, it's just like i've done i've done this before i've dealt with this i know exactly what i need to do plus helium bunny did it better than you so here we go
1: no, it's it's definitely like I I don't know. I, I think the the focus like when I play practice games, I can just be like, I'm just gonna try to be good. <laughs> you know, like like I know that's not like specific enough to be helpful, but that's honestly how I go in, where it's just like I'm just gonna try to play as clean as I can and and try to just do everything as well as i can right because part of it is i understand that my opponent's going to be most likely very macro focused so that allows me to to just kind of know that right which is a huge advantage over the latter um but it also just almost in the same way that like when i was back in plat i really didn't have to care about my opponent i i still care about my opponent but i i don't i'm not required for my life to care about what my opponent is doing entirely right and that allows me to turn the focus towards let's just inject let's just try to uh try to get our fourth down you know and, and um it's it's a very different type of focus when I play custom games and and I don't know if I can fully articulate it
0: but it's uh it's great and I recommend it to everybody <laughs> yeah so I, I guess it depends on the type of custom games I'm going to be playing that day like if it's just you and me, like, knocking some customs out with no specific goal in mind, like, I do feel a little bit more focused because I feel like I have something to prove. It's for for some reason, I just feel more focused whenever I'm uh, playing against somebody I know because it's just like, you know, you know, I... <laughs> I hate to sound like a piece of shit, but sometimes you do want to kind of one-up your friends in customs. Oh, oh yeah. Everyone likes to beat up their friends. I mean,
1: that's the greatest, <laughs> that's the greatest joy of video gaming. Winning over someone you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: It, but if it's like... Um, even if it's like something that we're like repeating over and over, it's like even if I'm the person who is repeating a build over and over and over, it gives me kind of an opportunity just to like... Laser focus in on that one build. And it's just like, okay, well, I don't have to worry about what my opponent's really doing. Or, like, if they, like, whatever they're doing, I, I don't particularly care. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to get this build down hat as much as I can. And I guess that kind of, it kind of goes back to, like, you know, the, the gold days where it's just like, I don't particularly have to scout. Or, like, I don't even really have to scout that hard. Like, the most I need to know is just, like, are you on two bases? Are you on three bases? Okay, cool. It's definitely, like, I I, I totally
1: know what you're saying, too. Because it's, like, if my opponent is opening the same way, like, if you're doing, like, the regular Hellion opener or whatever, it just allows me to be a lot more confident in my decisions of, like, okay, when do I need to make lings and how many do I need to make? Because sometimes that's a very, I don't want to say arbitrary, It's sometimes it's, it's a very fluid decision like and and it's sometimes like because on the ladder i'll face terrence who open in so many different ways that like i'll just make the links at the same time sometimes but that might not necessarily be correct but if i know the build that my opponent is done because it's like quote-unquote standard and i've seen it i know exactly when to make links and how many to make and and it just it gives you experience that is like extremely valuable and Again, it's it's the power it's the power of repetition and it's the power of experience and I, I it's just so much amplified in, in custom games. And there there are custom games where I will go in and be like, I'm gonna focus on getting an overseer scout in, or I'm gonna focus on being annoying at the Protoss third base with Lings or something like that. And you you learn a lot and, and also sometimes I do experiment in custom games, probably more so than I would on the latter because i'm also just like let's let's try it let's try it because i also know that like for my practice partner they are a quote-unquote reasonable macro player so if the idea is is too dumb it will not work at all but if it's just the right amount of surprising and like they 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 might be making assumptions about me it, it really enlightens me on the things that i can pull off right and the things that are Uh, acceptable like like again even for the low or the highlight for me it's like yeah I thought it was going to time out with Hellions coming out (laughs) and it did (laughs) you know it might have been luck it might have been fortunate from you know his choices in the build but it actually worked kind of the way I imagined it Um, and again it's not always going to play out that way but um, it I, I do like the freedom that I sometimes have in these custom games to just try a little more wackiness and just to see because i i've also tried it and like like i try a weird timing or something and it just dies and i'm like okay well we'll work we'll 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 table that one and we'll uh we'll see what we can do later on but like yeah it's just it's just funny man
0: yeah i I just realized by us saying that we don't scout as much or like we we feel more comfortable scouting in custom games we might have opened up the floodgates for people to cheese us more yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course. I mean, good for them. If they do
1: that, I salute it. I have to respect it. You know, like I I get it. Keep me honest. You know, honestly,
0: I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, but I do I definitely do relate with the uh the ability to experiment a little bit more with custom games. I mean, that's where actually where I learned my T V P three racks build. I I don't think I took it to the ladder until I like tried it out at least a couple of times. I, and um, I actually I actually cheese a lot more in custom games than I do on ladder. Honestly, you know, sometimes because sometimes it's just fun. Sometimes I just want to experiment with different game states. Um, just like having the freedom to. You know, focus on pretty much anything you want with a practice partner. It's uh, like it, it's great. It's fantastic, and it like allows you to be a better player because you have experience with more with, you know more of the game yeah well i mean it's it's funny too because like
1: i think whenever my practice partners who like i assume are gonna macro do something weird against me it is the most like viscerally shocking experience like the first time you proxy racks me i was like i was i was losing it i was like i can't i can't believe he did this to me how dare he and I think the first time you did it I think you cleaned me up because I, I decided to go hatch first or something and it's just like I always go pool first I can't believe I can't believe he would do this to me um but I think you that, actually beat me the first time oh did I I don't remember there was one where I think you got you got in and I I, I couldn't do anything about it No, yeah um, the first time you bash my head in with roaches <laughs> that's possible it's possible um, but it, but it's funny too because it's also like I think that's also great practice too because it's also like so much of cheese sometimes is is the surprise element and and if I'm it's if it's not even in the realm of possibility in my brain it makes me extra surprised and I have to just go by feel you know like I just we just got to go and, and um I think that's one of those Starcraft things where like you can't really focus on some of these instinctual plays like I don't know if this fits in with the topic, but, like, there's certain things where you just have to do it. Like, <laughs> you, you don't have time to be like, I'm going to focus on this skill. It's like crisis management. And, like, I think that's one of those skills that, like, it's impossible to focus on because you just have to be in crisis a lot <laughs> to, to get better at managing it. And
0: uh, it, it's tough. It well, usually in those type of situations, my focus kind of shifts down instead of trying to think you know a couple steps ahead just like okay well this is what i need to do in a few minutes this is what i'm going to plan to do you know after that and stuff like that it shifts down to oh god we got to survive and once that happens my focus becomes more like are we constantly producing units like are we making sure that you know scvs aren't like dropping dead or like if we can save them can we save them uh and also is there any way I can micro my units to make this fight more beneficial to me? Yeah, I, I stop like if it when it comes to that, I stop focusing on anything else. Like all of that's kind of just out the window. Like regardless of what happens, my timing is probably not gonna go out at the same time. I'm probably going to take some damage, especially if I'm caught completely off guard. So once that happens, that focus is out the window. We're not we're not even thinking about that anymore. At this point, it's like survive, rebuild, and then reconsider what we're gonna do yeah i i mean i think there's also that
1: like that switch flipping where you instantly realize how all in your opponent is and you know your next steps literally mean nothing based on the situation that you're in and um it's funny because this actually happened to me the other day is i got proxy robo proxy cannon robo gateway whatever uh for the first time in like it's been like nine
0: months (laughs) since I was about, I was about to say it's been
1: like a year since that was popular. And and so like I, and and also I opened 12 pool, which like usually means you should be able to crush it, but you you also have to see the pylon. So like if the first pylon gets up and even if you 12 pool, you'll still, you'll still have to deal with it because it'll get up. And then it happened again to me. So this happened like two weeks ago and then it happened this last week. I got it again. Uh, Same thing off a 12 pool but uh, I I handled it so much better, (laughs) you know, like, like, and again, it's not like, uh, like there's different peculiarities about how each of them did it, but um, I felt a lot more prepared and I was able to focus on my priorities, which are, you know, double gas, five ravagers. Uh, I think I could have made more queens and uh, pushed the creep out a little bit more, but like, it's such a, uh like like I had a refresher (laughs) the week before and then some other guy did it to me and I think the guy who did it to me second did a worse job but like it's still I still handled it and I still crushed it um but it it, it's just funny because the focus the things I need to focus on in those situations are so specific and so different from anything that happens in a normal game I just forgot to, to a certain degree like the things I'm supposed to focus on. And so to get it again and to honestly like I I, I crushed it. Like there were definitely things I could have done better but I was very confident and we we uh, we did a good job with it on the second round. And uh, it's just funny because cause again I can feel confident about facing that stuff but the, the fact of it is that I hadn't practiced facing it in a long time. So like there are certain important things to do during that that they just they just weren't there they just weren't there the first time and honestly the whole time i was happening it was happening i was like man
0: it's been a long time since this has killed me <laughs> yeah it's kind of interesting when you get hit with like one of the one of the classic builds because it's not something that's usually in the forefront of your brain you i mean I imagine versus protoss most zergs are thinking about like is there a stargate or is there a proxied stargate <laughs> Yeah, and
1: uh, I think this is, like, the way they did it is a response to the 12-pool meta. Because, like, I I think the strategy that that both of them kind of did in slightly different ways is you just put the first pylon further away. So, like, they'll never see it with the 12-pool coming out. Like, the overlord won't see it, like, and the lings will go across or at least get halfway before they see it. Because then by the time your lings come back, there's already at least one cannon. And, like, then... All right, I guess we got to play this. <laughs> like, I guess we got to do the whole thing, um, but I—it's—it's it's weird and it's surprising, and it's—it's uh, it's tough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's um. Yeah, it's just yeah. In situations like that, you just kind of have to learn to shift your focus to you know survival and everything. I guess one of the other things that we could talk about is uh, we've talked a lot about uh how you should focus your macro focusing with practice partners and whatnot i do i do kind of want to talk about when it's appropriate to focus on micro just a little bit because again it is a it's a very critical aspect of starcraft 2 is like being able to move your units around and have them like engage in uh an appropriate manner to keep them from all dying and honestly it, it's something that I've found a decent amount of success with like even in times when I like I didn't macro properly sometimes you know like a couple of like little micro moves that I make like splitting marines or something like that it, it does kind of help the game but it's sometimes difficult to figure out when you should when you're allowed to focus on stuff like that and a lot of the times like again we'll I'm just gonna mention uh, angry coach and iotas like they usually they have a they, they tell you when you shouldn't for sure, but I, I feel like there are times when it is appropriate, such as, you know, you just got done with a, with a macro cycle. Yeah. Go ahead and start, you know, moving your units or pre-splitting or, you know, sending them to a destination. Like it, it, as long as you're doing the like preliminary steps beforehand, like I, I feel like it's appropriate to then take a little bit of attention to like, you know, split up your units and prepare for an engagement. And the funny thing was is that in Pigs Bronze to GM, like he mentions that there is, whenever you're controlling that first uh, that first Reaper and moving it around, you have a set amount of time where you don't actually have to do anything else. You can put all of your focus into that one Reaper before I think it's like the command center finishes. I don't remember off the top of my head, but and it's something that I've been trying to like work on just a little bit. It's just like okay, well. I don't have anything else to do. Let's see if I can do something with the Reaper. And I've been like being a little bit more aggressive with the uh with the Reaper, like trying to pick off Zerglings, trying to pick off that first creep tumor, trying to get into the base and do a little bit of scouting, seeing if there's like gas being pulled out. And it's helped me a lot actually, knowing when I can move that Reaper around and what I can do with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think like because because it's it's one of these things too where it's like it's it's really hard to balance it. I think in the grand scheme of things, I think that's the biggest challenge to like should i even bother to micro things you know because like again the the vibe the original vibe to bronze gm he literally a moves on the mini map you know and like it just goes you know and like he wins and like that blew my mind uh but i also think that um it also depends on like the investment right if it's like your entire army like yeah like micro it (laughs) like you know like like set it up like set it up really well because it's it's an investment and it's a huge pool of resources that is like all together in a giant ball perhaps right and i think i i always try to believe in the less is more system because i think it's very easy to overdo it and it's very easy to think you're being more productive when you're like i've i've made it worse (laughs) plenty of times from thinking i'm doing it like sick concave management or whatever but like i'm actually making it worse because i'm i'm putting too much input into something that just kind of goes right and and, you know I, i do think this is this is like the 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 races we play do play into how we feel about this um because mine is just like most of my micro honestly is just like is this a good fight yes or no oh no let's run away like that that's that's about it and yeah there's certain like roach versus roach things where i really have to like look at the concave and and do a really good assessment of like the numbers and the upgrades and whatever um but the other thing i wanted to say is that like there are these definite moments where uh they're like the oh shit moments where you you don't have anything to do except mitigate damage (laughs) you know and and for me it's like oh there's hellions in my base like yeah, I have to I have to micro. <laughs> like like I cannot micro and just let them like park in the middle line and kill everything. But but no, I, I should try to to lessen the damage, even though it's like a oh shit, this shouldn't have happened kind of thing. Or like even if like I've had this happen to me too before where like I'm completely blindsided by like a medevac Hellion drop in my main and I'm just like uh all right here we go like like i have to like i i do my little micro i pull the drones i i a move like four of them to to get the little wall on the other side like i mean it looks cool and it's fun and it's necessary but it's also like it's, it's my only tool <laughs> it's my only tool in that situation right and, and i think there there are like there are times where yeah you should definitely micro in that because what else are you gonna do lose everything
0: <laughs> it's fairly interesting that you say that I have, uh, what I've been trying to do recently is something that's kind of like, or like something that takes very little attention for me and low, low, low APM, uh, and use that to force my opponent's APM up or to folks, force them to focus on something else. And, you know, little, little stuff like that tends to add up over time. Like if your opponent is like constantly having to come back and forth, uh, to like deal with something that you set up trivially, like it, it does it does help you out a great deal. Um one of the things I've been doing is just like as we're starting to get into the late game and I'm starting to make liberators just like, okay, well we'll send uh like we'll send two laborators out, we'll set them up over bases. They do something, they do something. If they don't, they don't. And I'm not really even thinking about it anymore at that point. And sometimes it's just like now my opponent has to pull workers minimum sometimes like they might have to come back with their army and like dislodge it uh they might have to move a spore crawler you know stuff like that really does like it's still micro like it's still micro but it's smart micro like you're you're using a small amount of micro so that your opponent has to micro more which you know stuff like that is really good and also another thing is um What I like to focus on whenever I'm about to take engagements now, and granted, you know, this is something I'm still learning and I'm crap at taking good engagements, but setting yourself up so that you don't have to micro as much. So pre split, like pre splitting your units versus splash damage is an incredible way of doing that. And it's not nearly as micro-intensive as having to actively split your units. And granted, you know, some, sometimes you will have to actively split your units even after you did the pre-split. But if you set it up beforehand, the opponent has to attack into you, first of all. And then they're ju- they're just not going to take as good of an engagement as they potentially could if you're just like A moving in and then trying to split off units rapidly as, as you're going along.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and again, I think it, it goes back into the like make it easy on yourself, right? And and I think it's easy to make it more challenging on yourself and like, oh, I'm gonna split at the last second like I'm like I'm beyond. And it's like, what? Why no? <laughs> don't 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 do that. Like you're you're asking for trouble if you do it like that, you know? Um, but hey, it's it's cool, I guess. But yeah, if you just take the 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 prerequisite steps, right, and you take this kind of proactive approach, it it's actually like very easy and it's very low apm like you don't need to click that you click like four times and your entire army is split like in a beautiful spread you know um and and again i think less is more and uh, the same thing too is when you're talking about the libs i was thinking about this too where it's like i'll have a lot of situations where like i have lings on the map right and like i'm microing them but i'm also just kind of like just poking in and poking out and poking in and poking out and just looking and then running and then looking and then running like and it's it's micro but it's it's also just it's it's something i check on you know and, and um same thing you know for a lib like oh oh this lib's doing great maybe we'll move it you know like <laughs> and uh it's you, you get a feel for that the more you do it and it's something that I think everyone in their early days will send a liberator in and follow it into the base when you're starting out. And it takes a lot of time to be comfortable to just not look at it. Uh, And and I think that's the other thing too with, with like micro and like, oh, let's work on our micro because micro is only as good as what you're doing behind it, right? And this is something that I learned when I started doing the Five Roach opener is i i feel like it's a micro training thing in the fact that i'm microing five units right like that it's you can get very precise about positioning and stuff but for me the micro with the roaches and the ravagers and like oh making a cocoon or oh clicking the scv making the bunker like all of that is is backseat to me making drones at home right so to say that like i want to say that that build helped my micro but in reality, it helped my multitasking more than anything else, right? And granted, I could still micro the hell out of those roaches and be like extra annoying and extra uh, squeeze the value out of those units. But the only way that that works effectively is if I make drones while I'm doing it, right? Is if I can select my hatcheries and spend my larva while I'm on the map. And, and I think that's the hardest thing the thing that i remember when i watched clem's stream for the first time is that like uh clem is placing buildings in between reaper shots (laughs) you know like like he's moving buildings like in between grenades like it 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 blows my mind sometimes um but it's also just like yeah it's 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 you you got to maximize it to a certain way and uh it's tough man it's a
0: challenge Plus, you know, Clem is focused on all of these things before and is far better than us at doing those things. So he gets he gets a pass on that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just uh yeah, it's I think it's
1: I think it's funny too, because I know Winter has said this on his stream too, where it's like All right, guys, when you're watching Clem replays, just look at the main base. <laughs> Stop looking at the cool moves that the Reaper's doing. I know it's cool and I know it's fun to watch. Uh, but until you can do both, it's, it's very, it's, it's, it's a balance, right? And and I think the macro micro is, it's the yin and yang of StarCraft, right? And it's,
0: it's probably always going to be that. Yeah, definitely. Whenever I watch Clem replays, I have to watch it once for fun and then once to study. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, we're about to come up on two hours now. Dan, do you have any final thoughts on focus?
1: I don't know. Uh, I think, uh, I would say that like, yeah, try to find the trends, try to find the trends that you can focus on because I also believe in like being efficient with your improvement and, you know, set a focus that's like easy and that you can crush because even doing that will allow you to kind of build upon that. Right. And build upon that foundation. Um, And, you know, it's also another thing too, where it's like, sometimes you can focus on different things just to like freshen it up. Cause I do think that is also helpful and it's helpful to have like, like sometimes I try things that I've never really done that much. And I'm like, oh, I like, I didn't realize I was going to get this out of it. You know, like it's, uh, you can find development in different avenues. And I do think that it's, it's good to have things that like you're, really focused on and really um gunning to improve but it's also like yeah just sometimes try some weird goofy stuff like you never know and and, um i think because it's such a broad game you know you can you can always find something that's interesting or engaging
0: um that you can kind of work on you know yeah absolutely Uh, i guess the last thing that i'll leave everybody on is uh figure out what you should be focusing on uh, watch your replays. You know, if if you're the type of Terran who likes timing attacks, like you know, figure out why you're not hitting that timing attack. Focus on those like prerequisite steps. You know, if you're a Zerg, figure out why you don't have enough drones or enough larvae to make drones. Uh, I'm sorry, Zerg players. I'm I'm trying real hard here. No, <laughs> if you're, 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 doing, a, you're doing great. You're doing great. If you're a Protoss player, it's going to be a combination of those two things, kind of. Um. But yeah, just, you know, learn where you need to be putting your focus and watch your replays. Uh, With that being said, that's going to be it for us. If you would like to listen to the podcast version, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere where you can find other uh, podcasts. Yeah, Dan, do you you have anything going on?
1: Uh, business as usual. Uh, You can check out the Twitch stream. Uh, I do have some YouTube stuff that's up there. I think I talked about this the last episode, but um, I did a Rainer uh, interview highlight video that I'm very happy with. Uh, I have a long version that's 34 minutes that has like all of the inside baseball, like StarCraft gameplay interview stuff. And it's also pretty hilarious. And then I have a very, I have a short, like two minute cut, which is just the uh, the chaos and uh, hilarious sound bites of Rainer in interviews, and uh, I'm very happy with them. And uh, if you want to like and click buttons on it, it's, it's tremendously appreciated. Um, but other than that, hey, we're streaming, we're laddering, uh, and I love doing this podcast with you, man.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. I went ahead and put that video in the uh, in the chat there. Definitely take get give that a look. You can tell when it's getting late. My socials, I'm still getting into the uh, swing of streaming regularly and streaming more StarCraft content We're we're still still facing a little bit of ladder anxiety and the streams are still a little bit shorter. We're working on that, trying to get back up to the normal status, but I will probably be here tomorrow streaming. Uh, you can definitely check out my uh, Twitter account. Uh, and with that being said, any last thoughts?
1: No, uh, you know, Hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for being here. I always enjoy these talks
0: and, uh, it's always a good time. Yeah. These talks are always fantastic. I love them. All right. With that being said, good luck, have fun out there and we will see you later.